Happy New Year, one and all, to our whole Division B family, which now includes a former Super Bowl roster athlete. COVID is hit again. It's a sad time, but we're back again. Yes, you heard it right. The first thing that we're going to do to open episode 22 of the Video B podcast is announce we have our first ever contact with an NFL player, Brandon, haven't we? Well, we, we've tried to contact him, which he hasn't replied to, but we have had interaction with this That's man. That's probably a better word. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, would you like to want to tell us all about him, Brandon? Me? You know more than me. You... Well, first, that. first, let's say um, Ben has been struck by oh, yeah. the Rona, so he may sound a little. Yep, he's already sniffling and everything. Um, this is my only symptom. <laughs> exactly, he nothing stops for the um, nothing stops for the podcast. What was it? I, was, I was I was talking to my family earlier, and they were like, because I I had obviously the main strand back in October of twenty twenty. And uh, <laughs> they were like, oh, how are you feeling? I was like, it's like, you know, if you did your GCSE maths and you passed it, mm-hmm. but then you got told to come and do your foundation maths. <laughs> <laughs> this is the foundation maths. <laughs> this is the foundation maths. Um, yeah, but he's okay. Um, regarding what you just mentioned, one of our, one of our posts last week, the results got a comment and i saw it come through and i was like who the hell is that i've clicked on it j dot renfro okay he just puts an eagle on there so i assume oh he must be an eagles fan i wonder who he is click on him blue tick american footballer <coughs> justin renfro um was at the miami college the miami hurricanes he was at he got he got it was undrafted in 2014 um, but in terms of the NFL, he played for the Cardinals, the 49ers, the Bills, um, all in the practice squad. But he was involved on the roster for Super Bowl 49 against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. I looked through his pictures and there's his Super Bowl jersey on there. So we have someone who was on, who has a Super Bowl jersey, their own Super Bowl jersey, who was on the Super Bowl roster, has commented on our post. Justin Renfro, what a man. He's currently playing in the Canadian Football League and for the Edmonton Elks. So there you go. Look at that. Our first interaction ever with an NFL player. Hopefully. Unbelievable. Anymore. Yeah. Hopefully. Tom Brady's next. FAO Bardo, I reckon. <laughs> you know what? That's a big shout. That's a big old shout. You should say if Justin ever gets back to us, you're a bro. Do you know FA? That's <laughs> in concert. Um, no breeze today. No breeze. We had a plan, didn't we? Mm. So. Me and Brian have seen a lot of each other, so I'll be surprised if he doesn't get COVID off me uh, through the festive period. But um, we we had we had a we had a slight conversation with Drew this week. We were, you know we were like, look, mate, we've both drunk a lot. Don't know if we fancy that. Can we get a soft drink or or non-alcoholic? You know, mm. nice vibe. Enjoy it. Enjoy the taste. 
pull myself a couple more instead of just having the one big bottle we normally get. Do a test, COVID. So yeah. nothing. He couldn't supply to both of us um, for obvious reasons. But we move. We move. We do move. He will be back yeah. at some point. Um, <laughs> it's not the first time he's let us down. Uh, but I, c- I can probably say this week that we've probably let this, him nah, down. This is COVID. This is this, yeah. this either party. This is COVID. Yeah. Oh, well, COVID is the overall winner. Um, shall we get into game of the week? I feel Absolutely. like this week is a was a superb week. One of the one Unreal. of the best weeks we've had. Unreal. This year, um, in terms of there are I think four or five more teams that made the playoffs. Um, yeah, five more teams that made the playoffs. There's only a few few spots remaining, which we'll talk about at, uh, towards the end of the episode. But if we look into this one, um, Ben, do you want to kick off with? We've gone with. Kansas City Chiefs 31, the Cincinnati Bengals 34. What a turnaround yeah. from the Bengals beating the Chiefs. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go off the bat and talk about the Chiefs first, actually. Um, Mahomes still threw 259 yards, two touchdowns, 26 for 35 attempts. Williams, they're running back at the moment, obviously, if their injuries they've got on their roster. 14 attempts rushing with two touchdowns and 88 yards. And the defence still had four sacks on Burrow. I mean, you put that in any other game, really, or any other fixture they've had. Oh, okay, maybe not any, but the majority. That's winning them a game. Yeah. Like, and then <laughs> the Bengals <laughs> burrow again, second week in a row that he's thrown over 400 yards, borrowed 446 yards, four touchdowns, 10 yards rushing, and Jamar Chase, 11 receptions, 266 yards receiving, three touchdowns. 12 targets <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> the Bengals clinched the AFC North with a win um, and like you say Jamar Chase he has an absolutely unbelievable game um, yeah like you said three three touchdowns and he's actually he actually had more yards than Mahomes threw Mahomes threw him for 259 Chase had 266 yards Um one thousand four hundred twenty-nine reception yards this season, which is most in the season by any rookie in the Super Bowl era, um, which actually broke Justin Jefferson's one thousand four hundred last year. <laughs> so it's the LSU wide receivers ripping up there, um, and yeah, Burrow converts on the three and twenty-seven to get into the red zone and secure the game. He does limp off at the end, but we see him dancing in the uh, in the in the dressing room after the win. So I think he will be okay, especially for the postseason. Um, are they Super Bowl Super Bowl bound after that performance not, against not, the? Not this year. No. Not this year. No. 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 You sure? Yeah. I mean, look, they just beat the favourites. Who? Who was it? The Chiefs lost to them in the season that they won the Super Bowl, and they beat them on the way to the Super Bowl, and I can't remember who. I don't know. Anyway. It's happened before. It will happen again. Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes will bounce back. They'll devour the AFC in the playoffs if they need to, which they also do. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. But are Burrow and Chase the new Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers? I think they are. Mm. I think they're the new Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. I think they're the new Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Their partnership, <laughs> their their partnership is, it's un, unreal. Mm. 
they were obviously at, with each other um, at LSU, and he's Burrow obviously had a say in getting Jamar Chase early on in um, last year's or this year's draft. In fact, um, yeah, I think they're just they're going to be machines in the next two three years. They're 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 out of this world. Um, mm. I think we said it before about a month ago or so, and we said you know. Jamar in preseason was dropping catches and everyone was like, you know, he's the third or fifth overall pick, I can't remember what it was. Like, you expect him as a wide receiver to be making these catches and not only is he making them now, he's turning nothing into something and yeah, winning absolutely. games against the best team in the AFC. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's mad. Top top performance from them. Um, shall we go to into the week? In absolutely. the week. Absolutely. Um, Philadelphia Eagles 20 the Washington football team 16 which won't be the Washington football team comes 2nd of February they're announcing their new name and logo and kit on oh, the wow. 2nd of Feb so, I did not know that yep they will be no longer just the, the football team <laughs> 2nd of Feb yeah 4 weeks 4 weeks, weeks. that would be interesting oh I guess just before the Super Bowl mm. fair enough anything on that game Obviously, the Eagles have clinched their playoff. Um, yeah. In a very interesting game where Jalen Hurts threw and rushed for no touchdowns, uh, everything was put on the running back of Boston Scott. Two touchdowns, 47 yards of 14 carries. Um, I think they've earned it. I think they're going to be... I was thinking about it earlier. I, I feel like they could be very similar to Washington last year in the playoffs and turn yeah. up and possibly cause a stir. I mean, I don't see them getting past the divisional, um, but you never know. You never know in the plan. It's like the FA Cup. You never know what you're going to get, and big shocks can happen or look like they're about to happen, then the big dogs pull through. So it's, it, they're going to be an exciting team to watch, especially in the NFC, because if they do well, if they win their first game, they will be going to Lambeau, mm. <laughs> which is not an easy place mad. to go. No. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think you're mentioning about their running back. I think they've, I think they've found a game plan which they can work towards and win with. Um, mm. Bit like Tennessee with their running backs, they've had um, Derek Henry gets injured. They get Devonte Freeman, who's also done an absolute astounding job there. Um, yeah, started three and six and since gone five and one, made it to the playoffs. I think it's a superb job from is it Nick Sirianni? Nick Sirianni, is. isn't it? Um, yeah, great job there from the man. Cool. The Los Angeles Rams 20, Baltimore Ravens 19, a close one. Um, before we get into the big uh, record that Cup's broken, um, the Rams, do you think they should have been pushed as much as they were by a weak Ravens side? That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. It shouldn't have been that close, especially you still haven't got Lamar. You you haven't you haven't clinched the NFC West, so you're not guaranteed home field pretty much at all, and you're playing in a little bit of a sticky situation. Um, Stafford didn't have a good game; it's his fourth pick six this mm. season, which is the most in the NFL. I think it's I think it bodes well for you next week when they play the 49ers, who need oh. to win to get into the playoffs. Yeah, um, I, I believe, and the Rams need a win for a good seed. Yep. So, and I think that bodes well for you coming off a win, but it's not a convincing win at all from them. No, I mean, I I, I found here um, Stafford 
he still had a good game. You know, he threw 309 yards, two touchdowns, but the two interceptions are there. So for the season now, Stafford had 28 touchdowns with 15 interceptions. I looked mm. at when his interceptions happened. In the first two games, he had seven or yeah. six. I can't remember. That's not what you want. He's like mm. so he's he's actually had one almost every week. He hasn't gone longer than two weeks where he hasn't thrown an interception. Wow. So, I mean, Sean McVay's frustration was finally portrayed on the sideline. I don't know if you saw the highlights. He was screaming at him when he came off the, mm. the field. Um, and you don't really see that from McVay. McVay's normally the guy who gets behind you and yeah. gets you hyped, not the guy who's putting you down. But anyway, that's enough for Bradley about Stafford being crap. Cooper Cup, two weeks in a row now, he's broken a record in the Rams franchise. Uh, one, he's recorded the most receiving yards in a single season with 1,829, and we've still got one more game to go. <laughs> mm. Yes. So. He's wide receiver of the year. <laughs> I know they don't have that, but he's definitely... Over Jamal? He's definitely... Um, he loves Matt Stafford. Seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> but one, oh, sorry. Stafford's wide receiver of the year, not the league's wide receiver of the year. Could be both. Breaking records. Chase. Oh, no, yeah. Second. Second. Yeah, yeah Second. I'd agree. Um, I'd agree. Cool. An interesting game for things that happened off the pitch rather than on the pitch. It's the Tampa yeah. Bay Buccaneers 28, the New York Jets 24. Um, and Ben, you know I'm talking about Antonio Brown. Tell us what happened. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a rogue one, wasn't it? Because he's had, it seems like he's had an eternity of warnings from the Buccaneers over the two mm-hmm. years that he's been there. He's, it's almost like he won a Super Bowl ring and then he was like, yeah, I've done it now. Sweet, in a bit, peace out. He has such a good legacy in the NFL heading to the Raiders in 2019. You know, he was the face of the Madden game that year. Yeah. He he was the NFL and he's just cocking up left, right and centre. So, you know, he was annoyed that he wasn't getting the snaps in the game and he uh, storms off, gets his teammates to help him take off his pads, which was very bizarre, mid-game. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, Walked through the end zone, dancing mm-hmm. and waving to the crowd. Yeah, and then what? Do you want to tell us what happened in the interviews with BA just, and uh, Brady? Well, he just gets in an Uber, doesn't he, at the end of it, um, <laughs> and just drives off back to the back to the airport and flies home. Um, yeah, and then Bruce Arians, the head coach, they they ask him one question about it. He says he's no longer a Buck. They basically yeah. sack him that night. Um, and then, like you mentioned about Tom Brady, I feel like this is where. Maybe the players understand a little bit more than what the coaches understand. I know, I know that obviously Bruce Arians he cares about them. He says that he still cares about him and he wants him to do. He wants the best out of him. But Tom Brady really came out and said, "We need to all show him the help that he needs." Because, yeah. like you mentioned, he's had adversities all his career. He's he was at the Patriots for nine days and then left. He was then he was then out of the game. He was at the Steelers before and then got released because he was having tiffs with players in the locker room. The guy's obviously, there's obviously, he obviously needs some help. I don't want to say that he's got got anything, but it keeps on cropping up and he's ruining his own legacy as well as his career Mm. over it, which you don't want to see, especially he was an outstanding player. Like you say, being on, 
we're going to talk about a little bit about him later. Being on the face of Madden is um is one heck of a achievement for players, and it's oh, a one hell of an honour. Absolutely and, cherish it. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh it's a weird one. I hope I hope he gets better and he can maybe come back into the NFL, but it's not happening anytime soon. Aside from the uh, storming antics, I mean, the Bucks still wobbled. They, they didn't look convincing, and we're seeing it now where the Bills have stepped up, the Steelers are even stepping up, the Bengals have stepped up. The teams who are needing to put in that punch, that last bit of power, the last bit of effort of doing it, mm. and the Bucks seem to just be keeping their head afloat. Yeah. Jets got so close, didn't they? So close. So close. Yeah, Brady throws for 410 yards. Back-to-back 40-touchdown pass seasons for the first time in career. First time in his career, Ben. The guy's 44, 45 years old. How much longer can he keep doing it for? He keep, He seems like he keeps on getting better. When are we ever going to receive Tom Brady retire or decline? Because he isn't this season. First time in his career, he's thrown 40 touchdown pass in a I mean, season. It's not even finished yet. This is the thing, isn't it? Is is Everyone's going to say, oh, it's the beginning of the end. You know, he, he may have thrown 40 touchdowns within one season, but look at them. They, they just scraped a win against the Jets. It's the beginning of the end. It's not the beginning of the end. He's, he's going into a contract year again. He's got everything to play for. Like, I mean, come on. He's the GOAT. It's like it's like Messi and Ronaldo, isn't it? Like, I mean, actually, yeah. no, Messi, not Ronaldo. You know, money's kind of like almost like commission for them. Yeah, like, I'll take some money. I mean, Kimi Räikkönen's probably an even better example, you know. Mm. How much of it is there because he's enjoying it? And then the latter yeah. half is, oh, I'm actually still quite good. Fair play to him. Absolutely fair play to him. Machine. Um, back-to-back Super Bowls for him? I don't think so. No. I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's beating the Packers in the, uh, in the uh, NFC, sadly. Agreed. But... Um the Miami Dolphins 3, Tennessee Titans 34. Seven-game yeah, win streak comes to an end. It was a bit of a weird game. I, I watched it on the highlights. And uh, the, the closest comparison I can make is a, is a nil-nil on a Tuesday night in Stoke. Like, <laughs> I know that one team won in the end. Mm. But, again, I just didn't... I don't, I don't think Tua threw a touchdown. I think it was all done by their running backs. And they didn't I, even I score a touchdown anyway. They only scored three points. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. right. I'd, exactly. I watched the highlights and I forgot the score. Like, like yeah. it, just, it didn't really. Uh, yeah, it was probably the weirdest game of the season in what was the best week of the year. So, mm. very weird game. But yeah, you know, I feel like you would have expected Miami to show up. Seven games unbeaten. Your last week they were in the playoffs. They were they were seventh seed, and now they've been absolutely smashed out of the playoff chase. I mean, they did well. Credit to them for winning seven games on the bounce and getting into that position after halfway through the season, being one and seven. But if you yeah. actually want to win, you got you got to be close in games like that. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars ten, New England Patriots. Putting up a big 5-0 at 50. Yeah, I mean, 28-3 up in the first half. You must have been over the moon. <laughs> well, I had it on in the background. Um, and I was just... I 
kept on just looking down at my laptop and I was like, oh, there's a touchdown. Go back in three minutes time. Oh, there's another one. Oh, another one. No, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think... it's it was so easy, wasn't it? They're, it it they're, was. Oh, the Jags are they're depressingly they're oppress they're depressingly bad. <laughs> I, I think we said this about Bill before. Is that yes, it was the Jags, and yes, it wasn't a great game, but it was still executed to the T. Like Matt yeah. Jones threw for two hundred and twenty seven yards and three touchdowns. Mm. I mean that I mean all I'm saying is is Mac Jones a new Brady? Because he's come in and he's looking like he's forty and he's twenty three. Yeah. It's crazy. But I mean, yeah, that that's what you boys needed heading into your last game. Yeah, absolutely. Um Trevor Lawrence has lost against Zach Wilson, Davis Mills and Mac Jones this season, who all went after him in the draft back just, in April. Do just, you? Yeah. Sorry, carry on. Just as well he didn't play Justin Fields, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like there was too much hype coming out of college, or do you just think that he's just got a really bad team around him? He throws I mean, a lot of interceptions. We, we've spoken about this, haven't we, face-to-face, is that... Mm. It's a hard one because he's he's actually been put in such a shit situation in Jacksonville. You know, you've gone there, you haven't got a great roster, and then your head coach doesn't trust the team, and then you hear stuff come out about people he drafted and people he picked up in free agency and his antics off the field. I wouldn't actually, like, although technically, statistically, this is Lawrence's rookie year, I wouldn't view it as that for him. I'd view next year as his rookie year where everything's in balance, everything, you know, is going on. And whoever they hire in the off season for that head coaching role needs to stable ship and allow Trevor to grow. And hopefully, hopefully they do. Cool. Next game: Las Vegas Raiders twenty-three, the Indianapolis Colts twenty. Um, the Colts have uh, kind of shot themselves in the foot, haven't they? they? Have. Heading yeah. into the last game, um, I've got. So obviously both teams, the Raiders and the Colts, here. Uh, for me, uh, have you got any game points yet? Because I'm all about playoffs in this game. I've I've got no game points for this game. Right. So here we go. This is this is, this is where my points are coming into the latter half of fixtures in terms of playoff pictures and okay, stuff. Okay. Right. So the Colts. So if you if if you know their roster, they're playing the Jags in Duval <laughs> next week. However. They haven't won there since 2014. That's eight years ago now. So, how does this set up their dilemma? Winning in. If they win, they're in. Set in stone. However, if they lose, this is what they need to happen. The Raiders to beat the Chargers, the Ravens to beat the Steelers, and the Dolphins to beat the Patriots. Yeah, this is the thing with the Raiders, though. The Steelers need the Steelers to lose and the Colts to lose, even if they lose to the Chargers. So the Raiders need the Steelers to lose and the Colts to lose, even if the Raiders lose to the Chargers, and that happens, they could get they can be in. Oh, so many! You kind of lost me on the last bit. I was. I was trying to rack my brains. That's why it went a little bit silent because I was trying to rack my brains what you were saying the previous one. But basically, yeah, the Raiders play the Chargers, don't they? Like you say. Yes. 
But when I'm Colts, the right, Colts are beating the Jags. Colts are beating the Jags. Colts are beating the Jags. You reckon? Yeah. But I think we would have said heading into this week, although the Raiders obviously have a lot of fight, we both would have said, "Oh, the Colts will win." Agreed. So, what's stopping the Jags from coming in and going? You know what, boys? You're not getting playoffs this week. <laughs> I'll tell you how, Ben. Because you look at what team you're playing. Colts are going to go and they're going to go, oh, we got last game of the season. We have to beat this team to, to win. Oh, God. I hope it's not I hope it's not the Bills. I hope it's not the Chiefs. Uh, hi, guys. you got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh. <laughs> right. We can that... already start prepping our flight to bloody Kansas City or wherever they have to yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, that's... The one thing, I don't know how many of our listeners would have kept up with Hard Knocks. I don't know if you even managed to find the episodes. I haven't, no. But um, one thing that I've really liked all the way throughout is the Colts only actually keep the team photos up in their halls of the teams that make playoffs. Really? Yeah. Wow. So when you walk into the building, there's like, because they went, they went, I think, about eight years at one point without getting playoffs. Mm. And there's just a gap. And the players are like, that can't be us, guys. We we need to get there. And I think that kind of shows the, the stamp of approval that you need to be an Indianapolis Colt. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do think, as, as as bad as they are under pressure, I, I think I think they'll be all right. I, think, I, yeah. I do think they'll get them. I was being paid devil's advocate. But, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite an interesting thing if they do end up losing it. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Like you said about earlier on with the like the FA Cup type esque, anyone yeah. can beat anyone on their day, you know. The Jags beat the Bills earlier on in the season. If they really wanted to, they could do it. Um only thing I had was Raiders winning the last second. Win for John Madden, I think that one. Written yeah, in the stars. Big time, big time. Um Next game, we've already spoken about the Chiefs beat uh, losing to the Bengals, apologies, thirty-four thirty-one. The New York Giants three, Chicago Bears twenty nine. I think I think the main thing is here is that it's a good win for the Bears. You know, mm. just I think it, it, it's weird for the teams who already know they can't be in the playoffs because the last couple of weeks, because you're kind of a moving advertisement. You still want to play good football so that people in for agency are like, oh yeah, I can go there. I'd enjoy my time there. Um, and I think that I think the Bears are doing that. It's now their time to build that roster around Justin Fields, and you know he's going to be there. So stack up your O line. Do the same as the Cardinals. Do the same as the Ravens. Do the same as the Chiefs. He's mobile QB. You know what he can do. Build a roster, and the Bears will be the Bears of the nineteen fifties, nineteen seventies. Yeah, the Bears. Who they have? Robert Robert Quinn. He got a few sacks, and he was actually for, well for one night before GZ. TJ Watt took over him last night. He was actually the sack leader ahead of Aaron Donald. TJ Watt at the point. Um, so yeah, they're. I'm 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 quietly confident about the Bears in the next few years. Yeah, yeah. I I think it, it's the teams to really look out for, in my opinion, are going to be them and you boys. Mm. So and I mean, look at you guys. <laughs> anyway, enough about you. Don't want to boost your ego. No, I'll stop it, you. <laughs> um, the Atlanta Falcons fifteen, the Buffalo Bills twenty nine. Yeah, as I said, you know the Buffalo are keeping the momentum heading into the playoffs, and, that, and that's the best thing for them. I think the Falcons are unlucky, but now they can't get playoffs. I think they're in a good stead. Get a good pick, you know, do well in free agency, 
build a team up again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the big question mark about that is whether Matt Ryan's going to stay or not and what they do. And if Calvin Ridley comes back. Yeah. Um, Regarding the Bills, Josh Allen is not reassuring for me. He only had a 42% pass completion rate, 120 yards and three interceptions. He did rush for two touchdowns, but passing seems to be a big issue. And I think... Well, actually, they've had he's had seventh most passing yards this season, but fourth most interceptions. Josh Allen, do you I feel think, like we're changing our minds every single week about what this team is. Do you think it's a bit like Harry Kane? Like, you know, you've come out of three, four, five years of being this big name that people have come accustomed to, and you've kind of set yourself these certain expectations, um, and now almost the pressure's too much. I think so. I've written a question here down for you saying too much hype after the last few years or is it just a poor season? I think that I think pressure does build a lot into it. I think it's a weird one because I don't think anyone can doubt his talent. You mm. know, he came out of Wyoming who don't really put many QBs into the NFL. Yeah. Uh, let alone players. Um and I, I think I think you can see it. I, I actually worry about next year for the Bills in terms of being an opponent to them because I think they're going to hold a grudge on this year. No matter what happens in the playoffs, even if they get to the Super Bowl and they don't win, which gives you an actual grudge, I think they're going to be, we weren't ourselves. We need to prove mm. ourselves in 2022. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, the Houston Texans 7, San Francisco 49ers 23. Here we go. I mean, have you got anything on the game? I haven't no. This this is another. It's another playoff confusion. Oh, look at him go! He's playoff he's doing all the conundrums exactly. and everything, I'm coding lying, all of it. I'm lying so comfortably right now. I feel <laughs> like a bit of a Hugh Hefner. You know, just got my <laughs> got my playoff points coming in left, right, and centre. You know, I've got my pillows behind me. Anyway, uh, the 49ers <laughs> can now only make the playoffs mm-hmm. with a Week 18 win or tie versus the Rams, or a loss. Or a tie by the Saints against the Falcons. Now I feel like the Falcons getting something at the Saints is much more likely than you getting something at the Rams. Even despite what I said earlier on about Matt Stafford, the Falcons and the Saints do not like each other. And if the Falcons can go into that game and go, look, we don't need playoffs, but there's a team that we hate right next door to us Mm. who if they win, they're definitely getting it. I think that's going to put them, like, playing their, put on their shoulders to be like, you got to do this for the basically the city to make them happy. Yeah. I think they get in. I think they get in. I think the 49ers get in. Really? Even with Trey Lance? Even with Trey Lance, because, like I said, I feel like they may not beat the Rams, but I feel like the Falcons are going to beat the Saints. And the Saints aren't looking fantastic, even with Taysom Hill there. What yeah. do you think? What do uh... you think? Do you think they beat the Rams? I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, I'm I'm absolutely fine with that as well. I was just slagging off Matt Stafford for the last two minutes earlier on. <laughs> so I feel like they're actually in a decent position. Mm, I'd agree. you got more I... chance of getting there than you don't get there, I think. What is the probability for that, actually? I'm not sure. I don't I think, know that's correct. I think their probability of getting playoffs is like 48% or 47% is what mm. I read. Just Who's there 50%. though as well? The Saints. Oh, it's just them or the Saints, isn't it? Yeah. 
Oh, that's a tricky one, actually. No, I think the 49ers get there. I think the Saints lose. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd, I would agree. Okay, cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, Denver Broncos 13, the Los Angeles Chargers 34. Um, I feel sorry for the Broncos because they were having, like, a comeback season to remember. You know, they they weren't flying high at eight and zero or anything like that. You know, they were four and zero or three and zero at one point and playing well. But that injury to Teddy Bridgewater is just horrible because he was actually I I genuinely think he would be QB one in in Denver for the next couple of years because of the way he was playing. The roster suits him. Their receivers are impeccable. They have good run game, great defense. Their roster was complete. And then you lose Teddy the way you do, and it's just demoralising because I I think the AFC West would have had three teams in playoffs. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, I think you make great points there in terms of Teddy Bridgewater, what the effect that's had of losing him um, and having to have Drew Lock there. I feel like they'll be back. It looked like they there were glimpses of them being back this year, mm. and I feel like next year, going forwards, they'll be they'll be up there again. Um, you know, this year has been advertised as, as the biggest year in NFL history. I think next year could be the best in NFL history. Like, mm. I think if you look at the roster strength, you look at the free agency, the amount of people who are out of contracts, it's such an exciting time. Uh, anyway, yeah. the Chargers, the, the destiny is in their own hands now with playoffs. Uh, second season in LA and Justin Herbert has broke a franchise record for most passing touchdowns in a single season. He's wow. just beaten uh, Phil Rivers. Who's, they, who's he beaten, sorry? Phil Rivers. Wow. 28, I think it was. And that's some big shoes to step into. Not bad. Uh, he, I, I, Herbert's going to be... I mean, he already is, but he's he's going to be phenomenal. How does... What, what What's the playoff thing for the Chargers? Do they just have to win? Is that it? Yeah, I think pretty much. Uh, what was How many... did I say for the Colts? Yeah, because it's... it's There's the... still two teams that yeah, go in, right? Yeah, it's the Chargers and the Colts currently yeah. instead. So, basically, they don't slip. Fine. <laughs> I, I don't think, do a CVG. I think the Chargers can only bottle it if the Steelers win. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't. I anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all hypothetical. By oh, by God, Sunday yeah. after, by Sunday evening, none of this will really matter at oh, all. Oh yeah, always. and we'll be talking like we knew the whole way, didn't we? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, the Chargers are in, Raiders are in, or Colts are in. You know, <laughs> we knew that um, all along. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers ten, New Orleans Saints eighteen, still in the chase. Uh, the Panthers are in their third losing season in a row. Wow. You know rebuilds don't even have that a lot mm. of the time. They have two losing seasons, you know, the season where you lose, the season where you lose in your building, and the season where you go even or you just scrape a winning season. Um, yeah. This is their Unless second season. Yeah, very true. If the season ended today, um, they would be on the exact same record as they were last year with 5-11. and 11. They, It doesn't seem like they've had a rebuild. Like again, we've done a lot of football comparisons today between the Prem and the NFL. I feel like the Panthers are a bit like Norwich this year. Mm. You know, they're there. Don't really know what they're doing, but they're there. Yeah. Um, they started the season off really well as well. Yeah. They went three or four and one. Yeah. 
I, d- I don't know. I mean, I feel sorry for Sam Darnold because I now think that's his starting QB role done. I think he's going to be a bit like Mitch Trubisky there. Um, what what do they need to do, Brandon? Like, you know, they've attended this rebuild of Matt Rule. He's had two years now, I believe, at the helm. He hasn't mm. got his quarterback. I think we started to see his defence and similar to what he had at Baylor. Uh, was it Baylor he was at? I'm not sure. Uh, or it was either Baylor or BYU. I can't remember. And um, No, it wasn't BYU. Baylor. Baylor or Temple. Anyway. And um, is it almost like David Tepper, who's the Panthers' owner, is he is he starting to look elsewhere, do you reckon? I mean, how long Matt Rule, how long's Matt Rule been? In there for two years. Two years. This yeah. second season. Yeah. Sorry to our listeners. We'll, we'll kick off right where we left off. But with on our little uh, technical problems, we found mm. out that I know a bit more than we realised. <laughs> you were pretty good, Ben. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Matt Rule has been at both Baylor and Temple. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I was correct as well, saying he was there for two years, second season. Um. <laughs> Oh, look, oh, look, what have I just seen? Jim Harbour might be tempted to leave the Michigan Wolverines to, to return to the NFL. Wow. Now, that's actually come at a good time when we're talking about Matt Rowe and whether he's keeping his job. <laughs> if Jim Harbour decides to leave, maybe that's where, whatever you said the owner's name is, maybe if you get get a big college name, I know it doesn't work with Urban Meyer. Not just a big college name. You've got to remember, Jim went to the... Uh... He went to the Super Bowl with the 49ers yeah. where he lost to his brother with the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of Matt Rule, I feel like that squad, I mean, it's unfortunate again that Christian McCaffrey got injured halfway through the season again. Um, but he did bring in Stefan Gilmore, who was Defensive Player of the Year two years ago, and it just hasn't hasn't quite clicked yet. No. Bringing Cam Newton in has turned out to be an absolute disaster. Uh it's just they're not they're not the worst team, but they're definitely I I can't Hang see on. them improving at the moment. They're and just as soon as you screw people. Christian McCaffrey's wheels back on, they fall off, don't they? So yeah. he's as good as he is, he's pretty useless, you know. I feel like the actual direction the Panthers are moving can be nicely summed up in bringing back Cam Newton. It's like yeah. we're still this twenty fifteen team that went. Fifteen and one in the in the yeah, season. We, Sixteen we, and one. We beat in the NFC number one seed. Exactly, and um, they're like they're just bad. you just <laughs> you just got that in your head when in the NFL you cannot look back at things. You have to move on. Well, it's, with as you as you said, it started well with them when they brought back Cam Newton with beating the Cardinals, mm. and the week after it was reality check. Yeah, we're still toss. <laughs> yeah, it's um tricky situation there. Okay, here we go. The Detroit Lions 29, Seattle Seahawks 51. Could have been game of the week. Hmm. But it didn't mean anything, so it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, this is Ross. This is Ross. Russ's possible last home game for Seattle. Yeah. Um, and what a way to do it with breaking, a re- no, joining, tying for a record with Peyton Manning uh, and a couple of others. This is the only the second time since 1950 where a quarterback has thrown for 112 touchdowns in his first 10 years at a franchise, and Peyton was the last one to do it before Russ. Well, he's got 
Yeah, he's got good company up there. Not bad, is it? Yeah, but like you say, could be his last. Could be his last home game. I'm not sure where he'd go though. I mean, there's right. so many places, but where would where would he want to go? That's the thing. He's been. He such said, a great didn't he? Team. He said it was going to be. He released it in the and it was Oakland, Chicago, New York, or Dallas. I think I can't remember. Well, you're not getting in any of them. The only one you may get into is New York with the Giants, but you yeah. really want to get into that team. Well, Derek Carr is he out of contract? This is where we've got our, our carousel episode is going to be so very bad. true. Um, so, uh... Yeah, but I think that was a great win for the Seahawks. However, it is quite concerning again for Seattle. They won by a landslide, like you mentioned, but they let Detroit put up almost 30 points um, mm. with their second-string quarterback. That's not... I, don't, I know they're out of playoff contention, both of them, so it was pretty much a meaningless game, but second-string quarterback from the second-worst team in the NFL and they're putting up almost 30 points? Yeah. Mm. Bit not good. I mean, their defence is very old in Seattle now. I think yeah. the average age of their defence is 33. Jeez. I don't... I can, I could, you know, there's Bobby Wagner and there's, um, it's not Shaquille Griffin, it's his twin, and mm. BJ Wright. But but other than that, I couldn't tell you anyone on the on the Seahawks defense. Yeah. It's old. Time for change. Old teams just old, actually. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, Arizona Cardinals twenty five, Dallas Cowboys twenty two. Ben, are the Cardinals back? There's a song that comes to mind uh, before we get into that, and it's Skepta Shutdown. The defense uh, were unreal against the Cowboys. You know, I think we only had one sack, uh, but if you look at the pressure we were putting on Dak and Zeke, oh, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm not going to say we're back because we still have the Seahawks, um, who have nothing to lose next week, and we have everything to gain. You know, we can still finish second seed in our division if results yeah. go our, if result uh, in our conference. Sorry, if results go our way, we can still finish third. We could finish mm. fourth. We could even finish fifth. That's that's the worry. So we still have a game to play. So, and it's not like with the Colts when you're going to Duval Valley, you're going at home to a divisional rival who have nothing to lose. It's probably the worst scenario out of any of the teams who aren't. Guaranteed a seed yet? Wow. So, do you think you do you think you don't win that game then? Think I, I think I'd, I'd like to think we win. You know, I, I, I don't see how the Seahawks can beat us, but then again, Russ can pull it out of his ass whenever he needs to. Mm. Uh, DK was looking like DK Metcalf again this week, which was pretty scary to watch. Yeah. Um. So I I I, I think it's hard to put anything on that game. I, I really do. So it'll be interesting to watch that. Yeah, well, in better news, yeah, the Kyler Murray with two or more passing touchdowns for the first time since week thirteen. So he's hitting form again. Well, it looks like in the right in the right places at the right times. Just mm. just uh, two weeks before the playoffs start. Um, the Minnesota Vikings ten, the number one seed in the NFC conference. Green Bay Packers thirty seven. They've secured home field advantage throughout the whole playoffs two years in a row. That, that's literally what I've put. I'm just with. It's dangerous. I, I, I think everything that's happened with Rogers over the last 18 months to, to two years is 
we're seeing it all reap now, and uh, mm. it's scary. It's scary. I, I don't, you know, if our predictions for the NFC AFC Super Bowl were this week, I'd be putting the crown over in Lambeau again. Yeah. Do you think anyone in your conference can challenge at all? Or is it just um, plain well, it's obviously not gonna be plain sailing, but is it gonna be they're they're so they're gonna be really confident? I think they're gonna be high as a kite, you know, they've they've effectively got a bye week next week mm. after week eighteen, which is which is scary. because uh, the last thing you really wanna do is give them rest, but they're getting it. They've they've rewarded it. So Yeah. It's it's nail biting times if you're yeah. if you're competing with the Packers at any stage in the playoffs. Mm. Um, the final game, final Monday night football this season, the Cleveland Browns fourteen, the Pittsburgh Steelers twenty six. Big Ben ends on the high. Yeah, I think that's the nicest way to do it. Uh, yeah. I, I, the other thing, the only thing I've got, other than obviously the Roethlisberger basically saying he's retiring without saying it. Um, it's, it's very open times for both of these franchises heading into the and the yeah, draft. Absolutely. Again, this I think next year could be the best ever year in the NFL history in terms of competition because there's probably only four rosters in the whole NFL that you can predict. Mm. <laughs> God, God forbid what happens next year. I cannot wait for it. Yeah, um, yeah, like you mentioned, Big Ben wins in his final home game. After the, after the game, it was fantastic scenes. Him going, he went, he did a lap around the whole stadium, um, clapping everyone's hands and everything like that, <laughs> high fiving people. And we actually had some doubts over Mike Tomlin around halfway through the season when they weren't performing well. But mm. once again, Mike Tomlin was the first coach where, in his first fifteen years, he will never have a losing season. Um, Surely, if you're wow. Russ and you're looking into free agency, yeah, and Mike Mike Tomlin, he's never had a rookie QB. Mm. Surely, you're looking at Pittsburgh. I feel like Pittsburgh is a very attractive city, like you what? said last week about their um, just them as a franchise. Yeah, but under a coach like Mike Tomlin, I know you've had Pete Carroll, but yeah, he's his career's in. Don't know what's going to happen with that. Like, so yeah. when you watch the Mike Tuff as well, I always find that Russ and Mike Tomlin are very similar people. So it'd be interesting mm. if 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 he if he does go to Pittsburgh, which is yeah. obviously just a rumor. Um, it'd be interesting to see what unfolds, but it will be wherever these guys land. So interesting times ahead. <laughs> that's the noise it's our final third which is what if this week uh again we we kind of forgot what our order is yeah but well. we think we've got it right <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if this is after a, we've put it after the sound today i don't know if it usually is because i feel like we're only halfway through right i don't know final third now bro oh is it okay. we're going for about an hour <laughs> yeah true true uh, I believe you went first last week, which uh, means yes. my go this week. We're in mm-hmm. our third week of What If Already, Brandon. God, I'll time flies, that. Eh? Time absolutely withers by when you're having fun. Um, Brandon, probably yes. uh, close to home one for you, actually, this week. Oh, um, 
what if the Patriots traded up to take Justin Fields? Do we see the Patriots in the playoff picture? And is Mac Jones still the success story wherever he lands? That's a really, really good question. Because um, you were heavily linked with Justin Fields. Yeah, 100%. Especially when we were when it gets to that point, there were talks about us trading up where the Bears actually did instead. And we're, I remember we were we were sitting in, in your den watching it, and I was actually a little bit gutted when, because Justin Fields came out after the Combine being a lot higher up than Mac Jones. Mac Jones was the lowest-ranked quarterback in that top five. Um, but in terms of, I don't think, no, I do not think that we have we get into the playoffs with Justin Fields there. We tried it last season with um, Cam Newton and that that type of run game type thing. But Bill Belichick, he loves a man. He loves a, a man who can really read the game. He had it with Brady and then Mac Jones has been compared to Brady pretty much. He is a younger version of Brady. Bill know how, Bill's no, Bill's no, um, Bill knows, <laughs> Bill knows how to work him. Um, and I feel like he's one of the only coaches with enough experience with a player like Brady who can give Mac Jones and make him the best player possible. I feel like Mac Jones struggles everywhere he goes because of the new age of quarterback there is in the league. Um, maybe not everywhere, but majority of places. So I think, yeah, if we got Justin Fields, I reckon, what are we now, 10 and 6? I reckon we're probably 7 and 8, 7 and 9 with Justin Fields. Wow, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's interesting, actually, that point you made about the pocket presence is that you also look at the guys who he trade, who you drafted as your successes to Brady that never became successes, Jimmy G and Jacoby Brissett. They're both pocket presences. Yeah. So you're absolutely spot on there. So what what if Mac then lands, let's say, who was it? I mean, let's even throw Atlanta in there. You know, if, mm-hmm. if, if Mac's there, Realistically, it's the Bears, it's Atlanta, it's Minnesota, and yeah. Houston. Any of those four, how does he do? I feel like he makes him better because he's just a young quarterback, and we have seen him. He can run, he can run, he can yeah. he can play as like a new quarterback, but he preferably sticks with pocket presence. I think just having a, I mean, all them all them franchises have older quarterbacks: Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan. Um, who are the other? Who's the other teams you said? Did you say the Bears? Or well, Bears would have yeah, had whoever yeah. they had. I don't Andy even know Dalton. who they had last season. They probably switched their quarterback about four or five times. Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think they make the teams better, and they will make the teams better. But that he won't be as suited to them teams as he would under Bill. Goodness, I'd agree. Oh, nice. That's good. I like <laughs> it when we agree. I like it when we disagree, but I like it more when we agree. <laughs> It means we're both we're both very very knowledgeable. Um, cool, Ben. What if Goff was still at the Rams? That's not the question yet. Would they be stronger towards the end of the season? The season? <laughs> Would they be stronger towards the end of the season and playoffs? Now I've got a few things. Right, Stafford thrown almost double the amount of interceptions than Goff has this year, wow. and went on a streak of interceptions in consecutive games. Goff has been in the playoffs before and took his team to the Super Bowl in 2018. Um, Goff had most fourth quarter comebacks in a single season the year they got to the Super Bowl. So he knows how to win games in the last quarter. And Matthew Stafford has never won in the playoffs before. So if they had Jared Goff 
in at quarterback, would they have done better towards the end of the season and maybe the playoffs? Not that we know what how they're going to do, but especially the end of the season, then what Matthew Stafford is going to take them on. Experience is key for playoff football. It is. And uh, they've both had up and down experience, as you rightly just said with Jared Goff. Especially, you know, he, he has got all the way to the Super Bowl before. Something that Matt Stafford's never been able to do, even with Megatron there and a great defense behind him the majority of the time, actually, in Detroit, other than the last five years. Mm. Um, it's weird because I'd actually say Jared Goff's confidence is probably one of the best in the league for quarterbacks, and Stafford is probably one of the worst. Yeah. Um, but skill wise, they're both probably lower middle end, in my opinion. I, I, I don't think Stafford's a great quarterback. So I, I do really believe that it is kind of just a uh, toss of a coin in that situation. I don't, I don't, I don't really? know how to answer that. Like, <laughs> um, If we're basing it this year, uh, I would probably believe that Goff, knowing the tools and knowing everything like you know about the roster, would probably... St- Still be doing a better job than Stafford, but not by much. So is that you, sorry? Is that in playoffs or is across the whole year? Across the whole year. Oh so wow! If you're taking that into playoffs, the playoffs. I would probably say Goff would be better suited this season for the Rams than Stafford. However, next year, obviously, everything could change. That's really interesting. Actually, you say that because they didn't have a great season last year. And no, they were they were seven and nine, weren't they? Obviously. Yeah, no. and they obviously let him go, swapped him. No, but oh, uh, yeah, I feel like, like you mentioned, he knows he knows what he's dealing with. He's been there before. That's really interesting, actually. Yeah. Like I, I, but next I year, you're saying that Matt, Staff, Matt Stafford definitely, yeah, or like, more than likely, managed to get a grip on it. But that's the thing, right? Say we're betting men, which we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you putting your money on Jared Goff or, or, or Stafford to get you a Super Bowl? I'm putting my money on Jared Goff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I would as well. Not the Lions, though. <laughs> only just, only just though. Like, for, you know, 51% or 50.1% yeah. to 49.9%. Like, yeah, sure. Not not big differences. Fine lines. Fine lines, yeah. Very no. fine lines. <laughs> anyway, should we get on to our penultimate? Believe it or not. Oh, is it? We said we weren't doing it in the off season, didn't we? Oh. Yes. In post season, sorry. Let's do it. Brandon. Yeah. Believe it or not, according to ESPN, the most popular number in the in the NFL is number two. Number two. <sighs> is that all time, or is that this season? I this, this, this season. Oh, is it this season? Yeah. Who the hell wears number two? I'm trying to think who wears number two. Who the hell wears number two? I know a lot of people wear number three. Number two? What quarterbacks wear number two? I mean, it's a silly thing, but the only reason, based on my logic of not thinking of anyone who wears number two of significance, which you're going to tell me the players that wear number two who are very significant and I'm going to kick myself. I don't believe it. You're, well, you're right for not believing, Brandon. 
Nice. Number two is the second most popular Jeez. number in the NFL currently. Uh, number two players. You ready, Brandon? Yeah. Julio Jones. He was never number two, though. Carson Wentz. He's a wet wipe. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah, Matt Ryan, I should, probably should have got actually. Yeah. But the most popular number in the NFL this year. Can I guess is... quick? Yeah, go on. 88. No. I was, I was actually going to throw in 87 because I knew that if I put 87, you would immediately go to Travis Kelsey Gronk. and Gronk. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I could do that and really play with him. But I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, there are 31 players who wear this number around the NFL. Wow. Uh, with 17 of these players playing cornerback. The only team without this number on their roster is the Raiders. Do you want one more guess or do you want me to tell you? Is it 24? <sighs> 26. Oh. Yeah. Who we got? You get some running backs in it. Uh, oh, yeah, I true. tell you who you've got. Uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, Lamb and Collins, and Greedy Williams are the three most notable players with wow. 26. That's a good believe it or not. I like that. Good trivia there. <laughs> cool, Ben. This is a little bit morbid, but I love them all, oh, right, believe okay. it or not. Um, ben, believe it. It's like the advertising one where you were <laughs> the other ring. You remember when we were like, you actually only watch three minutes of football yeah, in oh, a 60 minute. Christ alive, yeah. God. Um, believe it or not, Ben, in 1994, the average lifespan for an NFL player was just 55 years old versus 77 in the rest of the population. In 1994, that sounds about right. Uh, I'm going to cut straight to the chase here and say believe. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Superb. <laughs> easy. That was pretty easy. Where was your Brandon. logic come from? Where did you get that from? Uh, it's still quite morbid. Uh, my grandfather died when he was 78. So I was like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that is quite sad. I was <laughs> thinking more about the NFL players. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I just Not the rest of the population, Ben. <laughs> I based it off that because I'm not surprised. Like, you give someone a helmet, they're going to be reckless. 55 is young, though, isn't it? Oh, that's terrible. That is terrible, yeah. yeah I'd be interested to see how many of them were, like, D-linemen or O-linemen. Mm. Anyway. Brandon, believe it or not, yeah. in the modern NFL draft, there has only been one year in which a quarterback wasn't taken in the first two rounds. Wow. I mean, that's really hard to believe because I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying it yet, Ben. I'm not saying it yet. <laughs> um, quarterback is the main position, and if you've had a bad season you ultimately probably try and get a quarterback because the main position, he scores you points. But I feel like there have been some sort, some drafts where you don't see quarterbacks go for a few, a few, well, not rounds, but a few picks. However, I'm going back to my logical side of the brain saying that if you're a bad team, the first thing you think of surely is quarterback so i'm what was the question again <laughs> in the modern nfl draft there has only been one year in which a quarterback hasn't been taken in the first two rounds oh that's only one year though no i 
no, I still don't believe. I think there's never been a quarterback not taken in the first three rounds. You should have believed, Brandon. Wow, what year was it? 1988, Tom Tupper and Chris Chandler were taken at the 68th pick and the 76th pick. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's mental to think now that a team would never take a quarterback, quarterback. if they're... If needed, yeah. Say, like, I don't know, the Jags, they never took Trevor Lawrence. It, like, it just it doesn't make easy. sense. You have to mm. change your... It's, it's kind of like the Packers never draft in a wide receiver for Adam, Aaron Rodgers. It's kind of like that. It's... Yeah. You know they need it, but it's on a bigger scale because quarterback is your main player. That's mental to think. I don't think that will ever happen again. I can't imagine it. No, I, I don't, unless the quarterback class is actually, like, terrible <laughs> or no quarterbacks declare. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, cool, Ben. Believe it or not, Dion Sanders is the only player ever to score a touchdown and a home run in the same week. I believe. Oh, damn it. I felt like that was going to be quite a difficult one to not believe <laughs> because it's a little bit rogue, isn't it? Yeah, to be fair, I've watched like a really rogue YouTube original documentary on him about him starting his um, football programme at St. John's College. Wow. Yeah, and that's one of the first things that was said. So, Jeez. sorry. That was 1989 um, season. He's also the only player to play in both a Super Bowl and a World Series in baseball. That's crazy. That's good, isn't it? I should have done that one instead. Surely he's like a top five athlete of all time. Oh, 100% for sure. What's next section? Game Uh, of the... Player of the week, brother. Player of the week, Yes. As Ben was going to choose the drink this week, which unfortunately hasn't happened, um, I had the choice of player of the week. This week I've gone from a man who we've mentioned him before. We've mentioned him a few times already today. He's he's having a one hell of a season, breaking records left, right and centre. And this week he had more receiving yards than the opposition's quarterback, who is arguably probably the best callback in the league at the moment. Um, It's Jamar Chase, the wide receiver from the Cincinnati Bengals. 11 receptions, 266 receiving yards, most receptions by a rookie ever in one game, that is, and three touchdowns, and obviously a win, and obviously playoffs for the first time in five years. So Jamar Chase, you are the Division B Podcast Player of the Week. That's two Bengals players in two weeks. I know, and I think that's their that's their third time the Bengals have been on on the charts. That's more than any other. T- I think that's sorry. I think that's the same as what what you boys um you boys we, have had. We had Connor, Kyler, and Chandler. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Bengals three three times. Game of next week. Uh, I'm I'm currently looking here, and I think it's got to be the 49ers Rams or the Chargers Raiders. So much rides on those games, yeah, uh, and they're both divisional games as well. That I'm going to leave it to you. Which one are you choosing as our game of the week, Brandon? Well, I feel like for Week 18 this week, the NFL didn't decide who was going to be any of the primetime games because they were seeing what they don't want to make anything what? a dead game. Yeah. They want to say what's what, and there is only one primetime game, 
which is on Sunday night football. The Chargers at the Raiders. It's pretty much whoever wins that gets into the playoffs. Um, and I think what we're going to talk about now is going to have a massive effect on the Raiders and how they perform back at home for the first time. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Chargers Raiders, surely game of the week. Char- yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Chargers agree? Raiders heading into week 18 of the 2021 nice. season. Um, there is one more section today, which obviously last week was the last, well, it wasn't the final one because there wasn't any tails, but it was going to be the final one of the Tales of Tebow. Um, I don't know what we're going to replace that with going forward. But... I, I, have an, I have an idea. I'll put it in the pipeline at the end of this episode. Okay. Okay, um, but last Tuesday, the I was in bed, just looking at my phone, and something popped up. Not a good thing. Um, legendary coach, broadcaster, and face of the Madden franchise, John Madden, had passed away. Um, he was a Super Bowl eleven champion coach, youngest head coach to win a Super Bowl, retired two years later at the age of forty two. The man never had a losing season. Overall, he had a 76.3% win rate with 103 wins, 32 losses, and 7 ties. Record, which is the best ever um, with over 100 games coach. Youngest coach to reach 100 career regular season wins. Coach with the most Raiders wins in history, which is why I said going back to Las Vegas on Sunday is going to be a huge factor for the Raiders. He worked for all four TV networks over 500 games. Um, I've taken this from Wikipedia. Madam's lively and flamboyant delivery won him critical acclaim and 14 Sport Emmy Awards for outstanding sports event analysis. His announcing style was punctured with interjections such as boom, whap, bang and doink. And with the use of the Telestrator, a device which allows him to superpose his light pens diagrams of football plays over footage, which is basically whatever you see. Like, you know when the commentators, they put, like, circles around and they put lines, like, to show where that was John Madden. He's what brought in there for not only NFL, but also now in England with normal football. You see it at half-time, you see it at full-time. The pundits doing the same thing. Um, Madden's use of the Telestrator helped to popularise the technology, which has been the staple of television coverage of all sports. He was also known for the working at the annual Thanksgiving Day games for CBS and later Fox. He would award a turkey or turducken, which is a turkey, duck and chicken. That sounds lovely, doesn't it? All in one. Um, to the winning team. A year after he's first mentioned it, the butchers that made the turducken ended up selling 6,000 of them, wow. all because of what he did. Um, he would also award a turkey drumstick to players of the winning team following the Thanksgiving Day games, which is why they every time you win, you Tradition. see them all. Yep. Mm. Um, and I think this is where Ben and I come into come into play the madden nfl game over its 34 year span has generated over seven billion dollars in revenue um i'll talk more about what our experiences are with john madden after um just a few more little bits he had a fear of flying so in the 1980s he had his own bus to take him to games to broadcast called the madden cruiser (laughs) and (laughs) there's a documentary and he's just like sitting there chilling he reminds me a bit like uncle buck He's a good man. Um, and the thing is, he crossed over so many different generations. He was a coach when 70, 80-year-olds remember him now, a broadcaster for 40, 50-year-olds now, 
and a game for our generation and everyone in the last 20 years. Everyone who really knows the NFL knows John Madden. In 2006, he was enshrined into the Hall of Fame, um, 28 years after a time from coaching. But people say he could have gone in for anything. He could have gone in for a coach, which he did, a broadcaster, um, or like a key component in NFL history. He was an all-time great. He did any everything in the NFL. Um, and then on the day that he died, Roger Goodell said Madden is to what the NFL is to what Elvis Presley was to rock and roll. He's the king. He was football. Adding there will never be another John Madden or we will forever be indebted to him for all he did to make football in the NFL what it is today. Um, and like I mentioned about the, the documentary, there was a documentary that aired on Christmas Day, which is now on NFL Game Pass, called All Madden. Um, and at the end of the documentary, where John, John basically watches the documentary made about him, everyone who was involved, players, coaches, people from the NFL world said all what they meant to him. Uh, and his final words from John where when I hear that stuff, it makes me realise what I didn't realise probably. So it's actually really nice thought to think that when he died, he knew what impact he'd made onto the NFL and basically us as well. Like, yeah, we only know the NFL because of the game. That's why I, I, I played the game before I knew anything about NFL. And he was the first name that I saw when I saw the NFL. Yeah, and I feel that's I mean... what... He's helped our friendship because of the NFL and the game. I mean, that's the thing. I remember the first time I bought the game, which was Madden 19, I think. I came into school and I said, why, why is it called Madden? And you were like, oh, it was based on this this, this guy who basically did it all. And uh, I think as we spoke about with the legacy of what it means to the players, to uh, be put on the cover. It's a legacy because obviously you're seen to be the MVP or the best player in the league mm. at the time or like they did with this year with, with Brady and the Holmes, the GOAT and the future GOAT. Um, you're really being underpinned in that bracket of what it means to be not just in the NFL but what it means to be the NFL. Yeah, and uh, I think John Madden encapsulated all of that. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that game has really. I mean, it's weird saying how much a game can mean to someone, yeah. but me playing Madden, enjoying playing it, and then liking the sport, and then becoming friends of you, and then telling you about the sport, and then we've got closer with the sport, and now we're doing because of one podcast. man we never met. We're doing, yeah, we're doing something what we both love yeah. doing. All stems from this man and what he is, what and and a game basically, but it was his game. Yeah, what a legend! Massive legend. Rest in peace, John Madden. Um, what did you want to say about what's in the pipeline? What have you got? So, I'm going to propose this idea live to you while recording. Mm -hmm. I reckon we're coming to the end of the season, and. The way they, for, for our British listeners who may not know a lot about NFL, whether you're new to it, whether you just watch it casually, whatever it is, they kind of see the postseason as a completely different thing, don't they? Like they don't, they don't they really, do, yeah. they don't include it as their regular season. You know, <laughs> we we include the FA Cup and the League Cup over in this country as our regular season. Yeah. So I think we do every week we reveal 
one of our team, uh, one of our positions, player of the season. I love so we, that. And then we create the Division B podcast team of the year. <laughs> He's always coming up with good ideas. He's so always can, coming up with good ideas. We can start with the defence if we wanted to, because, again, for those casual slash not knowledgeable people who listen to us, um, that's probably why you're not knowledgeable, because you're listening to us. Um, they don't count their... You know, you don't really see a free safety team other than the Pro Bowl, obviously. Mm. Uh, in fantasy, you have a defence. So we can start as a defence or we can start off the QB and build down or build up. Oh, that's, like. that's a tricky one, actually. I feel like towards the end, you have to release your better. Yeah. But how many weeks were we going to do it for? Are we going to do it? Well, defence, receiver, running back, QB receiver tight end that's six so we the defense put... is a team defense not just a yeah, player i reckon Fine. team so that's six that weeks team, but then we can do like uh dpoy yeah true i think that's a really good idea i say yeah, yeah we do start with the defense from yeah. next next week or the week next after week. Next, next week and then we Superb. yeah we'll do the d okay this is our order we will go defense next week Mm-hmm. Wild card week, we will go tight end. Yeah. Then divisional week, divisional. we mm-hmm. will go running backs. Pro Pro Bowl week, no conference, conference. week, we'll go receivers. Yeah. Pro Bowl week, QB. And then Super Bowl week, put them all together. There's our and team. then our overall play. Oh, actually, no Super Bowl week. We just say who's our defensive player, who's our offensive player, who's our MVP, who's our, MVP? Who's our rookie. Yeah. Basically, what they do the night yeah. before. That is super, Ben. That's worked out beautifully, isn't it? What a man. Oh. Mad. I think John Madden gave you that idea. It's almost like he's cooled down on me. He has. He's always with us, Ben. <laughs> anyway, that's week 17 wrapped up. We head into what's going to be a thoroughly enjoyable week for the neutrals, or just if you're a fan of the NFL. We hope to uh, have you back next week. Feel better, Ben. Cheers, brother. Cheerio. (laughs) 